You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Alexa, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Monday. Sorry for the lack of podcasts last week. I got very sick while also traveling from work, even though I brought my mic with me and just basically had no voice left. And it was kind of a disappointing week after that big win over the Toronto Raptors that we, we recapped here on Tuesday. So we've got a pretty big weekend, though, for this New Orleans Pelicans team winning two games against the Knicks and a pretty big and dramatic comeback and a very strong victory over the now 10-6 and Denver Nuggets. New Orleans moves to 9-7 and on the year, right back kind of in the midst of playoff contention. We're going to recap both these games and then preview tonight's very big matchup against the San Antonio Spurs. So a lot to get to today. We'll have some fun the rest of the week. I don't know what the Thanksgiving Giving schedule is going to be like yet, but we'll have a couple more podcasts. Maybe we can get a chance and uh, you know talk about some other things. Julius Randle, the tremendous defensive play from Drew Holiday over the past, say, five, six, seven, eight games, something like that. There's a lot to cover with this team. So today's all recaps and previews, and then later in the week, we'll get into some different topics. And if you, of course, want to hear something, let me know on Twitter at Nola Jake. So let's just jump right on into everything to, in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So first game up, a 129-124 win over the New York Knicks in what was a tale of two halves for your New Orleans Pelicans. They were just soundly beaten in the first frame, especially 32-16. to Anthony Davis had just two points. And the energy and effort level, something we've talked all too much about with this team at times over the past two years, though, seems better, right? Well, it was abysmal on Friday night as this team just didn't show up with any of it and really looked like they wanted to play. But then things started to turn a little bit in the second quarter. 38 points for your Pelicans compared to 32 from the Knicks. So getting back into this where Anthony Davis exploded in the second quarter, uh, 20 points for him total. He finished with 43 on the night, 17 rebounds to go along with five assists, just two turnovers, and he was outstanding. He was 10 of 15 from the line as well. Just really worked his way inside, particularly in that second quarter when he just realized he needed to put this team on his back. That hasn't been the AD that we've seen outside of that first four-game winning streak for this team where he was just saying, hey, I'm the best player here. I'm going to go and do it. Side note, I saw him over at Whole Foods on Sunday this past weekend, and he led this team, but it still wasn't really enough. The rest of the Pelicans didn't quite wake up and play alongside him to the tune where you'd really have liked to have seen from them. But he kind of kept them in this himself while not given maybe the, the top effort that he could have given. This is a guy who's capable of putting up 43 and 17 while not really trying a whole lot in a game. So as the game wore on, the third quarter was kind of back and forth. And then the fourth quarter is when the Pelicans really surged to try and win the game. They didn't take the lead till under three minutes left in this one. And then once they got it, they didn't really relinquish it. And by the way, came back from as many as 19 down in this one. It's the third largest comeback in franchise history. 
In his post-game interview, Anthony Davis said what went wrong in the first half was we just didn't play enough defense. And again, that goes back to the energy and the effort from this team. When it's there, they're a good defensive team. Maybe not you know, a top 10 unit, but certainly top 15. They're going to keep you in games. They're not going to actively sabotage and hurt you on that side of the ball. But when they're not, like they weren't, well, yeah, you're going to allow the Knicks to shoot 41 or 49% from the field. You're going to allow it, the, at least in the first half, for the Knicks to have a rebounding advantage, which they did. They were killing the Pelicans on the board. But Alvin Gentry must have rallied the troops or Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis or a combination of all of that. Really got things going late in the third quarter and into the fourth quarter as they woke up. Each one more finished with 13 points after basically being silent in the first half of the game. He put up 11 in the third period period alone 13 on the night he's having a very good very underrated year Mirotic in 27 minutes of play not nearly as effective but 12 points 10 rebounds you'll get take that from him if his three-point shot really isn't falling ton and he was only two of eight on the night Drew Holiday outstanding late in the fourth quarter finally got it going offensively 24 points on the night 10 assists, grabbed four boards. He was three of five from deep. That's exactly what you want to see out of him. And just a good, solid performance. Anthony Davis said he went up to him in the fourth quarter and said, we are not losing this game. And then AD Andrew really saw that through to the end for this New Orleans Pelicans team. Other news from this one, before we get to some of the other guys who played well, particularly Julius Randle off the bench, Alfred Payton did start in this one, coming back from that ankle injury that sidelined him for a while. But he only played eight minutes because he broke a finger on his left hand. It was announced uh, before the Denver game that it would require surgery. He's going to get a couple consultations, it sounds like, before having the surgery done and will be reevaluated at a later date and time. I don't know, and I've been asked this, how many days are in, you know, games he's going to miss. It's just a wait and see thing, which is really disappointing. And of course, we'll talk about this maybe more tomorrow after we recap the Spurs game on what impact long term this really might have for this New Orleans team. Wes Johnson moved to the bench after all of this uh, happening with Alfred Payton coming back in. Was just his usual, like, not negative self at times. So that was good five points on the night. Julius Randle really shone, especially shined, particularly in the second half. He was 7 of 10 from the field, 19 points on the night, eight trips to the free throw line, grabbed 11 rebounds, three offensive, and one of them huge late in the game after Anthony Davis missed a pair of free throws. He kind of charged through the lane, grabbed the board for the putback, which really kind of sealed this Pelicans win, made you feel that, okay, this team is going to be okay in this one. Darius Miller played tw uh, 30 minutes on the night, was one of six from three, and that was it, but did have six rebounds, five assists, kind of kept the ball moving in like a statistical oddity. He was plus 25 on the night. That's how good he was in those lineups that was out there. That's particularly spurred by a couple of big runs in the third quarter with him and Anthony Davis out there on the court. The backcourt for the Knicks was particularly brutal in this game on the Pelicans. Trey Burke off the bench with 24 points. Tim Hardaway Jr. starting at that two-guard spot, 30 points on the night. Then you had Emmanuel Moutier, who's really not very good, putting up 19. Guard play was just torching the Pelicans in this one. You know, kind of help hurts the Pels that they were out of sync with 
uh, Alfred Payton leaving the game. Drew Holiday was not nearly as locked in defensively as he normally was. Maybe once Payton went down, he felt he needed to kind of play much more uh, a larger offensive role, which kind of hurts him. It takes away some of the energy you can commit to defense. I think that was part of it. But that's really where they hurt this Pelicans team. But look, they got the win and they rebounded well in the second half. They had fast break points in the second half. They had, um, I think it was 16 of their 20 in the second half there. They ended up winning the rebounding battle. They got the second chance points off offensive boards, the points in the paint. They played their style of ball in the second half. And when you look at it, it came to 75 points total. That's when this team woke up. And maybe they needed to kind of be down to this lowly Knicks team who's 4-12 and 12 now. And that's what it took. They only had 15 turnovers in the night, which frankly for the Pels is good. Just got kind of torched defensively. And once they woke up, they played good basketball you got you know big contributions from the guys who should be giving them to you so overall look sometimes you just want to get a win and this team still hasn't really had a bad loss on the season so far so before we preview the Denver Nuggets win here for or the win over I should say the Denver Nuggets for your New Orleans Pelicans if you guys enjoy following along on Twitter during games getting everything or even just settling in for a night of NBA action and kind of just seeing what's going on around the league the Locked On Podcast Network is doing basically unprecedented things on Twitter and Instagram. If you follow Locked On NBA Net, you get all of the Locked On Podcast Network local hosts covering their NBA teams in one feed. It's amazing during a big night of action when there's breaking news or if you just want to kind of get the local perspective on what's going on with another team. On Instagram, Locked On NBA Net is giving you the biggest stories in just one minute on your Instagram feeds. They're going to Take a one-minute clip from one of the podcasts, put it in there so you know immediately in a short period of time without having to listen to 20 minutes or so. And then there's longer cuts on the biggest stories in all of the feeds. So make sure you follow Locked On NBA Net. That's at Locked On NBA Net on both Twitter and Instagram. On the second night of a home back-to-back, the New Orleans Pelicans battled the Denver Nuggets to the tune of a 125-115 win, which was somewhat comfortable for this team. And I think the biggest thing is, if we talked about the bad energy for the Pelicans to start the game against the New York Knicks, the opposite was true, particularly for Anthony Davis in this one against the Denver Nuggets. AD came out firing in this one and finished with another 40-point game. That's back-to-back 40-point games for him in this one with eight assists, eight rebounds as well. He went to the line 21 times and made 20 of them, giving him half his total points right there. A very just solid overall dominant performance from the Pelicans leader. You needed to see this out of him. He was involved early and often. He was either assisting or making the shots himself and basically just had a hand in everything from for New Orleans from the opening tip-off. I went on the Locked On NBA podcast this Monday today as well to kind of chat about his improvement this year and what the biggest difference is. And we talked about the assist numbers, eight again for him on Saturday night. Josh Lloyd, the host of the lo- of the Monday edition of the Lockdown NBA podcast, mentioned saying uh, an interesting stat: saying AD has now had uh, last season he had seven games, I think it was, with five assist, five or more assists. He's got eight games with five or more assists so far this year. He's reading the offensive side of the ball better, recognizing double teams and knows how to get the ball out of there. Passing out of double teams has been a problem for him for almost his whole career. Now he's really showing on a consistent basis that he's capable of 
capable of doing so. That is a very impressive thing from him, and like one of the biggest ways where he could have grown his game. 40 points for him on the night. He was pretty dominant. Now, the other side of the ball was with the Denver Nuggets was Nikola Jokic, also in the first frame, coming out and just playing gangbusters in this one. But his impact started to wane on the night. He did finish with 25 points on the night, 10 boards, 8 assists, but didn't nearly feel that impactful in the second, third, or fourth quarters as AD kind of tried to do his best to take him out of there. Drew Holiday was excellent in this one, 19 points on the night, eight assists, but it was his defense after kind of that aberration game against the New York Knicks that really showed up. Jamal Murray was basically a non-factor in this one. He finished with 11 points on the night on 4 of 14 shooting. Drew basically locked him down and prevented him from doing nearly the type of damage that he's been doing to other teams so far this year. Wesley Johnson got the start in place of the injured Alfred Payton, where the Pelicans went back to their pre-Alfred Payton lineup since he came back for eight minutes. Put up six points, was two of three from deep. That's all you need out of him. You have a, all of a sudden a small forward that can consistently hit a three-point shot. That's going to be pretty good. Miritich put up double-figure scoring again, 20 points, 10 rebounds for him, 3-7 shooting from deep. That's great. Etwan Moore with 13 points for the team, 5 rebounds as well. Then you have off the bench Julius Randle being that usual wrecking ball of himself inside. 5-7 of seven from the free-throw line in route to 21 points. 10 boards, four of them offensive. He really punished the uh, the Denver Nuggets inside. Though Denver was particularly effective, and this is an area that we saw in preseason potentially be a problem, but they scored their points inside. Now, they were doing that in the first half too, and in the second half. The difference in this one, though, was they were hot from three in the first half. They were not hot from three in the second half, and when their shots stopped falling, yeah, they basically lost the game. The Pelicans were basically consistent across the board tonight and didn't kind of rely on one thing to kind of elevate them over the other, and that's basically what Drew Holiday said was the key to the victory in his post-game interview after that. So, Good win for this team. You kind of just needed to handle a good team at home and show that you're not just beating up on bad teams. The Nuggets now 10-6. and six. One game better, basically, than the New Orleans Pelicans. But this was a pretty solid victory. They had as much as a 15-point lead uh, in this one. They had 20 fast break points, 23 second chance points, and only 11 turnovers. That usually should lead to a double-digit win for the Pelicans. And it did. You saw good defense from Drew Holiday, a dominant performance from Anthony Davis, Big contributions from Miritich and Randall. I don't know what else you're really looking for from this team. It's just a good victory for New Orleans. Nice to see them do it kind of in the face of adversity, maybe, after a rough game against the Knicks. But on the second night of the back-to-back, you could be like, yeah, you know what? This isn't, uh, we, we, we're not going to play hard. And the energy and effort was out there. The defense was good. They were playing their style of ball. It's just kind of what you want to see. And you've got to get those victories, particularly at home, when this Pelicans team wasn't really able to do that last season. So before we preview the Spurs, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, your company could be mentioned here right now Unlocked on Pelicans. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their favorite podcast. Our demographic is 98% male, and they have more education and more earnings than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast here, Locked on Pelicans. You can email me. It's LockedOnPels at gmail.com. That's LockedOnPels at gmail.com. 
Since these two teams last played back on November 3rd, which was a 14-point win for the Spurs over the Pelicans, they've gone on a bit of a slide, back down to 7-7 seven and seven on the season, and since that Pelicans victory for them, they are 1-5, and five, with a couple of those losses being particularly bad. They lost to Orlando, they lost badly to the Phoenix Suns as well by 20, not good looks overall, and one to the Clippers. Um, and they've lost to the Kings, who are kind of surprisingly good, and to the Miami Heat. Not what you would kind of expect. Usually they're pretty solid against those bad teams, but a rough loss is not what you want to see if you are the Spurs. Though, for the record, at least some of those were on the road, but a home loss to Orlando is kind of eye-opening here for the San Antonio Spurs and for a Greg Popovich team. Pau Gasol is, was out in last night's game. They have a back-to-back here against the Warriors at home. I don't know if he's going to be playing in this one. Certainly, if they don't have him, that definitely hurts. Because even at his age, he's still a big contributor for this team, even though he's kind of having one of his worst years as a pro. But they still need some guys on there because he's one of the few that maybe plays a little bit of defense and they're kind of thin overall and already dealing with an absolute ton of injuries but they did beat the Pelicans last time they played DeMar DeRozan is still DeMar DeRozan 25 point 25 uh, scoring over 25 and a half points there we go per game for him he's shooting a little bit more from three though not particularly good but he's still a very efficient scorer with that mid-range game and getting to the rim LaMarcus Aldridge is still averaging over a trip uh, a double double 17.4 points per game 11 rebounds Rudy Gay at the small forward spots kind of reinventing his career averaging almost 14 points and eight rebounds per game they got Brian Forbes who can score a little bit for Marco Bellinelli who's the sharp shooter from deep along with Patty Mills who can score there as well and then Derek White their young player who's been doing a pretty good job overall not a team to take lightly even kind of in this weird situation that they're in they don't foul they don't let you get to the line so it's going to be on the Pelicans to kind of create their own offense Otherwise, they don't turn the ball over either offensively, but they're not a particularly efficient offense. They are one of the worst shooting teams in the league when it comes to e-field goal percentage. You're likely going to have that on any team that DeMar DeRozan plays in, just kind of the way his offensive game is built. Don't take a ton of threes. You know, they don't do anything that makes you like really worried about it. But again, they did beat the Pelicans pretty handily in that one so you've always kind of got to be careful at least a little bit when they do shoot from three a ton they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league um, and they're a decent enough rebounding team ranking right by the top 10 that they can punish you if you're kind of lazy when it comes to the glass so there's going to be an interesting one because the Pelicans desperately want to beat this Spurs team at home maybe on the road it's one thing but certainly at home this is something that you should be able to do when they're struggling a little bit right now and really not getting much offense whatsoever from this team at least that's kind of in a good thing they're just middle of the pack and everything and losing to some bad teams because they really can't score uh, a ton of points in this one or their defense then has finally started to look kind of bad you know they don't have many guys who are going to defend on here and if you make it easy on them by not running an efficient offense or an effective offense you kind of mask their weakness but when you can score and this pelicans team can they should be okay. If they can get out and run, play their game, the second half of the Knicks or the whole game against the Denver Nuggets, you should be able to win this one. Even though this Pelicans team is going to be a little bit tired, 
with the amount of games that they've played recently after kind of having big breaks uh, to start the year. So this is kind of a big test. Do they come out with the right hype of intensity? Even though they're a little bit tired, they're still kind of hurting knowing that Alfred Payton's going to be out with this injury for a while. Or do they just, you know, kind of pack it in and don't really care? This is going to give us a good idea of who this Pelicans team is. So thank you all for listening to today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. If you're new, thank you for tuning in. Welcome. It's been a lot of fun. We do this basically daily when I'm not traveling for work and desperately, desperately sick, though I'm past the biggest hump of all of that. So the rest of the year, not really traveling for work. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's just talk, have some fun here, chat and Pelicans recap, and hopefully a whole bunch of victories. And if you've been with me at any point in time before this, look, I appreciate you making Locked on Pelicans part of your day. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game. 